morning. Welcome to another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Today I'm discussing and admitting that I was a mocker, and I'm grateful the Bible says, and such were some of you. Let's start with the verse from Mark 1:30 to 31. Now Simon's mother-in-law was lying sick with a fever, and immediately they spoke to Jesus about her. He came to her and raised her up, taking her by the hand, and the fever left her, and she waited on them. Luke 4, 38-40, and Matthew 8, 14-15 repeat this incident in the same way, but with Dr. Luke adding that the fever was high, and that others in the house advocated for her to Jesus, and that Jesus rebuked the fever. Well, that is a very interesting little scene, just a couple of verses. I wasn't saved by the grace of Jesus until I was 42 years old or so. I grew up in the sexual revolution and the feminist revolution of the 1960s and 70s and my mother was a feminist. I disbelieved feminism in the main, but my tender years could not withstand all of it. So I was tainted by feminist tenets to a degree. I also didn't read a Bible and I didn't own one. And even as I grew up, I never knew anyone who did. In New England, it's easy to escape, you know, quote, Jesus things. Occasionally, I'd come across a verse, though, and one time as an adult, I came across the verse above. I mocked it. I mocked it hard. When I read that or heard about that verse with um, the mother-in-law rising up, being healed and served everybody, I didn't focus on the deity of Jesus who could rebuke a fever and heal a very ill woman instantly. I didn't focus on the miracle of his willingness to serve in healing and on the Sabbath, no less. I mocked the fact that, of course, the woman had to serve. See, in feminism, serving is anathema. Serving is demeaning. Women didn't serve. They led. So back then, I thought, of course she got up and served. Women always do. What were the men doing, huh? Huh? I failed to notice that the mother-in-law had been at death's door moments before and was now well enough to get up and resume her tasks. I focused on her serving as a demeaning thing. Now, the notion of serving to an unsaved person is odious. In fact, I grew up in an environment where the mother-in-law's illness and recovery would have been an excuse to be served. I was sick, you know, serve me. Where's that fainting couch? It would have been milked to the utmost. But the healings of Jesus were immediate and total. They were done by his grace and his willingness to heal. What other response is proper for when the one true God stands over you 
takes your hand and instantly heals you. None. Serving the one true God is the only response. Now, the mother-in-law's fever was high, and she had taken to her bed. People living at that time didn't usually allow illness to interfere with their daily tasks. Everything still needed to get done. The cows still needed milking, the sheep still needed watching, and the meals still must be cooked. Since Peter's mother-in-law was in bed, this indicated a very dire situation. Perhaps she was even near death. So, of course she was grateful, and of course she served Jesus, and of course her hospitality would impel her to serve the guests in her house. That she served is not only an indication of her emotional state, of gratitude, but of her physical state, of wellness. Matthew 20, 28 says, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many, service was Jesus' aim and goal during his first coming. And service should be our aim and goal during our life. Our gratitude for our healing should be never-ending. He healed our main problem our sin and separation from God. He healed us so that we may commune with him, serve him, and glorify him as trophies of his grace. While the notion of serving is anathema to the unsaved, especially feminists, it should be primary on our mind. Now, I admit I still fail at this myself. I want comfort, I want my own free time, I want anything except what I should do. I'm comforted by the fact that sometimes even Paul said he hated that he did what he didn't want to do, Romans 7, 15 to 20. It's not an excuse though, we should do what we should. I look at Simon's mother-in-law differently now. I'm grateful the vestiges of secular philosophies do not cloud my thinking and attitude anymore. I'm glad to see Jesus clearly. And that is the greatest gift. Well, this has been another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Thank you for listening, and I hope you all have a wonderful day. Bye.